Welcome to the Royalty Connection Podcast. It's empowering all people all over the world. What's going on, beautiful people all around the world? It's your host with the most, your favorite young king in the place to be, Donald M. Schuler Jr. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to tune in to the Royalty Connection Podcast. Make sure you leave a rating, like, comment, share, and tell us what you think. We'd love to hear what you have to say about this content. The messages are usually the same on all of our episodes here. We're talking about agape love, peace, joy, and how to be the positive change that our world needs to see. We have way too many people Facebooking and Instagramming and Twittering and MySpacing and whatever else for change. (laughs) But not enough people out here applying to be the cashier so they can create and make change everywhere they go. If you're looking to be inspired, encouraged, and ready to achieve everything the good Lord has called you to achieve, congratulations. You are in the right place. My special guest today is absolutely incredible. She has traveled all over the world. She's working in higher education. She is critically acclaimed in my book, that's for sure. And she is going to talk about the importance of education. So with all that being said, I'd like to introduce you all to my good friend, Dr. Christine Hegedorn. Coming up right now. Hey, what's going on, beautiful people all around the world? It's your favorite young king in the place to be, your host of the Royalty Connection podcast, Donald M. Schuler Jr. As you can see, I came on this thing smiling. Well, I'm always smiling, but smiling a little bit bigger because I have somebody with me who helped me become everything that I am. She helped me lay the foundation to what you see today. She's a friend. She's a mentor. Uh, she's an auntie. She is. Uh, she's so much, so much to me. Um, I want to introduce to you all, Doctor, Doctor. All right, PhD, Christine Hackador. All right. I didn't think I was going to get through that because I wanted to say so much more. But uh, as far as background information, can you just introduce yourself to the people who are watching and listening, who you are, what you do? Hello, everyone. And thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me to be here to have this conversation with you, DJ. So, yes, I'm Christine Hagedorn. I'm a professor at Rosemont College in uh, Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania. And this January 2022 is marks my 30th year in higher education. So in 1992, I got my first job on a college campus, Wagner College in Staten Island, New York. And I've been working on college camp, three different college campuses, 10 years at Wagner, 15 years at Bucks County Community College, where I had great pleasure to meet. Donald Schuler Jr. And as his academic advisor during the time that he was studying. And then on to Rosemont College, where I teach business classes. I chair the business department, uh, do academic advising. I'm involved with campus ministry. And that's, I guess, a good intro to what I do. I'm also the uh, 
NCAA's faculty athletics representative for our athletes at Rosemont College. Wow. So basically what you're saying is you do a little bit of everything because you are popping. Because you put the work in, because you are just, you are such an incredible woman of God who I love so much because you really, you helped me. I just remember going into Bucks County Community College, shout out to Bucks, uh, with my dad and not really knowing what I wanted to do. I know it was a summer session. I think I was, that was the first thing I signed up for. Um, My dad was like, hey, you know, I want you to get into college early. I want you to figure out what you want to do. I'm going to pay for these first two classes. If you don't get at least a 3.0, you're paying for yourself from now on. And this little rap career that you got going on, uh, you better figure out how to do that on a $7.25 wage. (laughs) And I just remember going into like the the concourse and me just sitting there kind of like mad, but not really sure what I wanted to do with my life. And my dad was just walking around as big as he is looking for somebody to help. And, you know, you just came out of nowhere, just like ready to help. And (laughs) do you know, I remember that moment. Like it was a very long time ago, right? It was over 10 years ago. It was. Wasn't it? And I remember that moment as clear as day. Just, I think, um, you know, I think you were sitting there with your dad on the couch in the uh, atrium there Uh outside of the library area. And it was like a registration day. And being the, the role I had, being in charge of the academic advising center, I kind of looked around. I saw you both. You both did look like you had some question marks over your head, you know? So I walked over. Is there anything I can do to help? And I think your dad stood up and said, yes, (laughs) we we have a lot of questions. And I sat down with you and we talked and whatever your questions were, I knew I had the answers. You know, this is how you can register for a class and and then that was the beginning of our relationship as advisor and advisee. Yeah, like, I don't even, like, looking back on that, I feel like your job was, like, really important and way more important than just making sure you met with me, like, every single day. Like, I feel like you literally had to rearrange so many things just to, like, <laughs> to put out the fires in my life. And... <laughs> I, I really feel like that is the God's honest truth. Cause I feel like I had to see you at least three times a week yeah. because you know, my, my goal was to not be a career community college student. I mean, let's just be honest. There are a lot of people who aren't serious about their future and serious about what they want to do. And I, I just knew that I wanted to play ball division one school. I wanted to get some type of scholarships. I wanted to, you know, just really build from the ground up. And I mean, you took an 18 year old, you know, kid and you really helped me plan out my whole entire life. And it was just really crazy. Just like, I remember sitting there and you had the big, beautiful office with all the cool stuff. And then you had this nice circle table with this sand. <laughs> this sand. I still have that. I believe that. I, that that thing is legendary in itself, and uh, I just remember. Sandbox. 
I like I would come in there stressed. And you're like, it's okay. DJ, take a few minutes, sit here and just think. Here, play with the sand. <laughs> and I'm like, play with the sand. And then I began to play with the sand and calm my life. And you said, okay, spring semester, summer semester, what are we going to do? And it was just great because, you know, I went from Bucks to Morgan State and, you know, my bachelor's and then my master's. And then, you know, it, it just shows like, you know, the relationships that you build and, you know, you're like my family, but it's like, you helped me get my first job out of college. so which was just incredible in itself. Like you helped me sustain and get through college. And then you provided me with my first job in the workforce in college as a success coach at Bucks County Community College. Like, yeah. You know, as you're speaking, I'm thinking of something. You're saying how I did the work to help you, but really I didn't do anything. You, so, so, you know, I'm thinking here about this story. It's very interesting. That was that day one story when we met, right? With your yeah. dad, you got signed up for classes. So day two, you're you're enrolled in classes and you worked so hard. You were in the library for what, 10 hours a day? I felt like you were always there in the library at that one desk up there in the second floor. Um, and you did everything you planned. You were always planning. Okay, what do I do next? Where should I think about transferring to? Which courses do I take next semester? How do I make sure I ace this exam? So it was, and it's interesting because earlier when you were introducing me, you said like, you, I think as part of your introduction to me, you said, I, I do put in the hard work and I, I do, but I think the only reason you can see that is because you do too, right? Like you can see something in another when you're, takes one to see one or think there's some type of yeah. quote, right? But if you think about that story that you just told, really all, all I did was sit there in my office <laughs> at my table. You're <laughs> the one that was doing the work. I was just holding up the mirror for you, right? Yeah. Okay, so you would come in and you would say, well, I think I want to do this and that. And I would say, okay, yeah, let's write. Oh, remember we used to write a lot of things down, make a lot of mm -hmm. lists, right? Let, okay, let's list all the possible transfer institutions what are your what's in your vision what's in your dream you had morgan state right yeah one of them there were a few that you were thinking of um i think at the time or you know what major should i pursue what career should i pursue what what should i study so you would make the lists and it would bring them in and we would sit at that table and look at them just kind of talk about them and it, I think it really it goes back to just showing up. You showed up for every day of your college career and did the work that, that was put in front of you. The professor said, you need to do this to get an A. So you did it. Yeah. If you weren't sure how to do something, the beauty of that is that you were not afraid to ask questions and you had a person that you knew how to get to me so you could ask questions to me. Literally. I would, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like you made so much room for me and I really appreciate that looking back on it. But it's like, yo, I literally said, um, where's Ms. Hagedor? Like, 
Where is she? She said, well, she's in a meeting. Where is she? Yeah. <laughs> like, I just appreciate, you know, you are, you, you weren't ever my, my teacher, like in the classroom, but, you know, I, I definitely look at you as such an incredible influence, you know, on me and on so many other people, you know, even, you know, my brother and my sister, like, it was funny. My dad was like, all right, we found a sister over at Bucks County Community College, Sister Hagedorn. But you need he something, said it. go to her. <laughs> he said it the day we met. We, I remember that day, that day I sat down with you both and you had these questions, whatever they were, I don't remember. I answered them. And you both seemed so grateful that you got answers to your questions. And your dad looked at you and he said, son, we have just met a sister in Christ. We're going to pray together right now. And the three of us held hands, stood in the middle of a public space right there in Bucks County Community College under the atrium with all these people walking around. And we prayed for a long time because your dad was leading the prayer. (laughs) So (laughs) it was a nice long prayer. And we prayed. And amen. Amen and hallelujah. Yeah, that was that was something. Um so what what when did you decide to pursue education? Because I mean you have several levels of education. You know, what made you say, I want to go to college in the first place? Oh, <laughs> I guess we never had this discussion because you probably don't know that I never wanted to go to college. Did we ever talk about that? No. And it's kind of, I'm not going to say it's disturbing, but. (laughs) (laughs) When I was in high school in New York city, it was the 1980s. And a lot of people I knew worked on wall street and wall street was the place to be back in the eighties. Right. A lot of the economy was very strong and, It seemed very glamorous to me. I lived right a a, a ferry boat ride away, 20 minutes away. And I went to a private Catholic girls high school where it was like college preparatory high school. Um, My mom worked really hard to afford the tuition so that my sisters and I could go to that that type of school. And um, I just didn't see myself going to college after high school. High school was like rigorous, right? (laughs) And and, uh, I did enjoy school, but I guess I thought, well, that's the vision, you know, get get on the ferry boat, go over to Wall Street and work at the World Trade Center, right? And work with the stock exchange, the stock market, read the Wall Street Journal every day. I mean, that was stuff I really was into from a young age. And my mom said, please go to college. I didn't get a chance to go to college and I wanted to. And, uh, you know, you're my firstborn and I'd really like to see you get a college education. And she brought me up to St. John's University, which was near our home. It was only like 10 minute drive from where we lived. And uh, she sat me down with an admissions counselor. And I remember this, even though it was 35 years ago, more than that. And uh, he, he said, Oh, it was almost 40 years ago. And he said, wow. why don't you just sign up for an associate's degree program, compromise with your mom, right? Give it a try. And if you don't like it, you don't have to re-enroll. 
So I said, okay, that sounds great. You know, and uh, I signed up for an associate's degree program in business and accounting. And I actually loved it. Loved from like month two, maybe month week two. Loved the learning accounting and finance and uh, other things, liberal arts too, you know, um, philosophy, literature. And uh, so I guess your question was, when did I, I think you asked me, when did I like decide to pursue an education? But I, I guess that's, that's kind of, that's how it happened. And I, and I loved it. And I just kept pursuing the things that attracted me. Right. And, and, and I used my advisors, DJ, I, I, after two years of being a business major, I went and sat down with an advisor and I was telling her, I don't know. She was asking some good questions. I I owe it all to that advisor because what was her name? Spiro, Dean Spiro at St. John's university. And she asked, what's your love? What are you passionate about? And I said, well, I love writing. She said, you know, you could become a journalism major and we actually have scholarships for journalism majors and you could write about business. So all of these dreams that I had in the back of my mind started kind of like coming together. I could write, be a reporter for the Wall Street Journal, right? So I started kind of following that path and doing things that would lead me to that type of job, which I did get to. I was a international economist for four years. I worked in Washington, D.C. I worked in other countries. And that was before I landed in higher education. Wow. So like, that was a long answer. No, that was a great, because you know I give long answers too. You know, We're, we, are, we are long-winded because we have so much to give. I wish I could find a way to use less words. Yeah, I hear you. But again, these people are going to get this. They're going to get it all. So <laughs> I, I love your story. Like, I just, I can just see you kind of like in the mean streets of New York City with your, uh, your fashionable coats and your shoes and your, lo- and your hat and your scarf. <laughs> yeah, I love get, I love getting dressed up. I do. It's one of my favorite things. That's like, that's really awesome because you know a lot of, you know, professors or even you know um, high authoritarian figures, if you will, in academia, they don't really look like they want to be there, <laughs> in in more ways than one. But I don't know. I just feel like if you're blessed with the opportunity to help. Uh, foster growth and and the future leaders of the world, you should kind of be happy about that. I mean, there's not a lot of people who get the opportunities to be in higher education, let alone, you know, have tenure and be there for years and years and pension and all this good stuff. Um, You know, some people just count the days or count the students as, as numbers instead of like, we all have a purpose. And um, yeah, that's something that I always for ever since the first day I, I met you knew that you had a purpose and that was to, you know, be the change that, that you want to see with everybody around you. I'm so, I'm so grateful that you see that 
in in my way of working with people because I think it's because I love people. I love mm-hmm. you know meeting new people, hearing what they're thinking about. Each one of us has our own unique gifts and talents and passions and even pet peeves, right? We yeah. all we all are so unique and I love you know hearing, okay, so what's your story? What you know what what's going on with you as a student? Um, how can I support that? How can I help you grow into a fuller a fuller version of you? One thing that there's speaking of pet peeves, you know, you hear that I want to be a better version of myself. You know, you've yeah. ever heard you hear that, right? Uh-huh. On Instagram or whatever, it's like a quote, <laughs> be the best version of yourself. Well, I often I'm so technical, right? Like I, I hear I have like every word is so technical to me. So I mean, you already are the best version of yourself. We were made in God's image and likeness. He didn't make us not the best, right? You are the best version of yourself right now. But I think a college education, what can happen for people during a higher education journey is that you can come to appreciate that fullness of that version of yourself and where it fits in with the world around us and where you, with all your unique talents, skills, interests, fears, where you can fit in and and do your good work in in society in a way that makes you feel joy because that's really what that's the that's the whole it's the whole idea about purpose in life is just i think to feel to feel joy to share joy spread joy call it call out call it out when you see it yeah that's super good i mean for me I definitely, you know, sometimes I use that phrase. I want to help people become the best version of themselves because everybody doesn't know who they're made in the image of. And it almost makes life like a a mission field because I'm like, yo, sis or, or brother or ma'am or sir, do you realize that you're a king's kid? Do you realize that you're royalty? That your, your purpose is linked to your passion, that you can go out here and literally change the world. You know, I have this thing where, you know, a lot of people, you know, are tweeting for justice and Facebooking for justice <laughs> and people are marching for justice, you know, and there's nothing wrong with marching for justice. I mean, that's, you know, one of the leading causes for African-Americans to be free today through the marching and protesting. But we have to be able to... Um, get out of line and apply to be the cashier so we can create and make change everywhere we go. You know, we're past the phase of let's just yell loud enough and hopefully somebody will hear us. We have to get the necessary credentials and education and certifications and skills and training to be able to take the seats of those committing the unjust acts when we get the opportunity. And the opportunity will only come if you prepare yourself, you know, you have to prepare for what you're praying for. There's a lot of people, you know, in today's society, even millennials or, or younger, you know, it's like, maybe if I just record this video, I'll go viral and then I'll get famous. And then I can like, you know, really save the world or like, you know, 
that's not, that's that microwave mentality. And um, for me, I just feel like I put all my dreams and goals in the oven on bake. <laughs> like <laughs> I have been baking for quite some time. And, you know, just now, you know, 10, 12 years or 13 years since we've met, like I'm just now like coming into like the full, the fullness of my purpose and, and using God's image in me to portray that outside of me. Does that make sense? It makes complete sense to me, but not, so I think that's not something that many are walking around cognizant about, especially younger, you know, 17, 18, 19 year olds. Yeah. You just said two things I, that I heard you say just now. They're so powerful. You said the passion, your passion is connected to your purpose. Is that what you said? Yeah. Your passion your is linked is to your purpose. Mm-hmm. It's so true. Like everyone has a different passion, right? Some people love one thing. Other people are completely uninterested in that one thing, but they love other things, you know? And I think that's part of what hap- what can happen in higher education is um, an individual can gain the self-confidence to follow that passion. Because you had a beautiful analogy of stepping out of line and applying to be the cashier, showing up in life in a way to make change but until you have some self-confidence in your own abilities, you can't really put yourself out there. Yep. And I think, right. I no, think that's, right. I think that's a big part of the higher education journey is getting to know yourself. Who am I? What can I bring to the problems of the world in terms of helping to solve them? And which ones can, which ones should I work on? Because there's so many and not everybody can work on every problem, but that's the beauty of diversity, right? Right, 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 Like some of us are going to work on climate change and, you know, some of us are going to work on social justice and some of us are going to work on, you know, health care and all kinds of things. Yeah. Um, I heard this song on the radio. I hear it a lot. and it's uh, the artist is singing, uh, God, why are these all these things happening to the world today? Why don't you fix this? And then he comes back and says, God says, that's why I created you. And I'm just like, it makes sense. You know, you the day you're born in the world, an answer for somebody's prayer was born. And I think it's just up to us. I feel like I just got chills. Like that was like a Holy Spirit moment. That was crazy. (laughs) That was crazy. Um, Yeah, I just feel like there are a lot of people that are mad at the world. But it says in scripture that the earth groans for the sons and daughters of God to reveal themselves and take dominion and authority over the earth. So all these things that are going on that are evil are clearly not of God. And the only way to answer those things and and 
get rid of those things is for people to step up into their purpose. And uh, I, I just feel like, you know, again, me being an 18 year old kid, you know, I had, you know, a very strong, uh, you know, family backing, you know, parents, they, they really, they made sure that I was good. And my dad made it very plain. I was like, look, you know, you're 18, you're going to go to school. This is when things change. And um, I had to make the decision. Do I want to um, go straight into the workforce, which is nothing wrong with that? Or do I want to pursue higher education to pursue some purpose in me that I'm working out and figuring out? And when I didn't have, um, when I felt like my parents didn't have the right academic response pertaining to what I'm, my classes, I would come to you. So I feel like it, it's all about having pillars in your village for people you can talk to and um, making sure that if you have people around you that are discouraging you from pursuing your purpose to make sure you find some new people. <laughs> and, uh, you know, even to those who may be listening, like I, I can understand that maybe your parents, maybe your immediate family isn't encouraging of what you want to do. And you know that you're, you're called to do great things. You know, you still have to love them, but understand that your purpose, when you first heard it, was not a conference call. It was between you and God. It was between you and, and your creator who made you beautiful, fearfully and wonderfully made. And the only way to stop the nonsense going on around here is that if we, you know, stop feeling sorry for ourselves and get to work. Um, so I guess with that being said, can you sum up your purpose in like a few sentences? I mean, you've, again, you've done so much. So it's like, you know. My purpose, I feel, is to show up, wake up each day and appreciate what I have. Appreciate whatever's in front of me that my life has given me to this point. So my family, husband, children, home, health. And then I go to work every day and I appreciate my coworkers, my every single one of my students in, in the classroom or in, in an advising conversation, the college, the campus, the turnpike that I drive on to get there, the car <laughs> that I have, you know, the coffee maker. Like I, I'm just that yeah. kind of person. I'm like, Gosh, I am so blessed to have this cup of coffee right now That's and to crazy. have a, a hot running water in my house, <laughs> you know, and everything to me is, a. I know this, I hope this doesn't sound kind of like, like I'm trying lifting on a cloud or something, but everything to me is a magical gift and to be appreciated and to be grateful about mm -hmm. especially more than anything each other relationships and so i think my purpose i know you said a few sentences so that's it i'm stopping um, <laughs> my purpose is to show up each day and value the the relationships and all of the systems and structures in place that allow me to have them including telephone we can text each other we can have a phone conversation but connection yeah. with other humans is my purpose yeah, that's good. I mean, 
I identify with that on probably every single level and even more. There are times where I'm walking around the house and I'm like, Tiff, this is a nice place we got here. Like, oh, this shower was really nice. Nice hot water. Like, it's really cold outside. We're inside. Can we just get a quick praise break? Hallelujah. Like, there, you have so many things to be thankful for. And if you actually sat down and count your blessings, there's nothing to be mad about. And yeah, I, I agree with you 100,000%. 100,000%. Um, who would be your, who's, who's your biggest inspiration? Or do you have like, yeah, who's your biggest inspiration? We'll start with that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus I'll Christ. take that. Take that Jesus. to the bank. <laughs> you know, I think just the idea of Christian values, right? Like the, whoever made it so that we could know those, right? I don't know if it was mm. Moses or whoever put them in the Bible, whatever. But and and the Bible is not the only place we learn these, right? There's all major religions in the world have these values of of um service to others yeah um goodness moral leadership ethical decisions um so i i guess the most fundamental inspiration i have is that that ethos right christian values that's super good i think um for me that's that's my answer as well um my parents, you know, were pastors, as, as you know. Um, I don't know if everybody else knows that, but my parents were pastors, um, and I grew up in the church. But just because I grew up in the church didn't mean that I have to believe what was going on in there. I didn't have to believe, uh, you know, in the Bible or, you know, the teachings and the morals and the principles um, that I govern my life by now. I had to have my own personal experience with Jesus Christ. Um, and for me now I'm studying the Hebrew, um, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the risen King. And, um, it's just so it's inspiring. And and again, that's, that's, you know, one of the reasons why I love you so much is because, you know, I think the world will call it kindred spirits, but, you know, we call it family, you know, we're, we're family. Um, brothers and sisters in Christ. And um, I feel like it's so important to understand your source, the source of your joy. Um, You didn't, and it's funny, you said uh, a while ago, you didn't mention happiness. You you, want to be happy with your life. You mentioned joy. Because for me, in my opinion, there was this song that um, they used to sing um, joy. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. You want in, you mean in Bible school and when you were a kid? (laughs) Yeah, it it, it was like, I got uh, a joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Yes. And and they'll be like, yeah, down in my (laughs) real life. (laughs) That's my song. That's my jam. Like, you know, just knowing that, that the world, okay. The world didn't give it. 
so the world can't take it away. So it's like, the world didn't give it, and the world can't take it away. And then it was just joy. Happiness, you know, you can get happy because, you know, you bought something nice. Or, you know, uh, a cute girl likes you or a handsome guy likes you. But joy, you wake up with joy because you know who you are and whose you are and what your purpose is. And I think that is just so profound. And the only way for me to have that joy is because I know that Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, died on the cross for my sins, past, present, and future. He died for me. So the least I can do is live for him. And that's something that I do my best to do every single day, you know, as I, as I know you do every single day. And that, that kind of just flows into our everyday life, whether at work or not at work or on the street or not on the street or me, you know, being in front of the camera or not in front of the camera, like, man, like, bro, you really like, you really always just, just happy all this. Like, <laughs> and you know, <laughs> I, I had somebody ask me, man, like, how do you pray like that? How do you pray so good? And it was honestly, to be totally honest with you, it was a trigger for me because, you know, I talked to Tiffany about, it. I was like, I, I'm not praying this way because uh, I just know how to do it. The reason why I know how to pray the way I do is because of the pain I've endured. You know, that's when you really know the character of somebody. Like I, I did uh, a previous uh, uh, episode of the Royalty Connection called, you know, this is for the men. We're talking about like the character of a man. It's not who you are when things are going great. It's who you are when things aren't going so well. You know, are you one way in the light, another way in the dark? Who are you? And um, prayer has been my weapon in in the toughest times and um, having good people around me. But without the source of my strength being Jesus Christ, I I don't know where I'd be. I don't even know if I'd be here today. Um, So the strength that I exude is because I'm weak, because when I'm weak, he is strong. And again, I'm not telling you anything you don't already know, but um, I think it's just incredible to just be able to identify with you on so many different things for so many different years in so many different um, phases. Um, Next thing I wanted to ask you, what is it like now with diversity and inclusion in um, colleges and universities from your perspective. Um, and, and before that, I'd like to, to kind of give a little a thesis statement. Uh, for those of you who haven't seen me, you know, I'm about the size of your NFL defensive lineman. So, you know, <laughs> when you see me, it's like, whoa, this is a big dude. And then certain people who don't know me They'll start to think about, you know, the stereotypes. And you brought me in for my very first job and in an area where it's predominantly white area. And you brought me in and you, you vouched for me. And of course, you know, you know, uh, my skill set, you know, they paved the way. It's not like you gave me the job or anything. I had to work for that thing. But um, you were an ally and you took me in and it was just how was that for you? Like, 
did you feel any like weirdness going on from colleagues of the past or like, cause diversity and inclusion is a big thing now. It wasn't really a big thing, you know, 10 years ago, to be honest. Well, I never thought of that. I, I don't really tend to think about people in terms of their race or color of their skin. Mm. And I just look at people's hearts and souls, you know, yeah. and, and um, I remember that I think you had just graduated and you let me know, okay, I'm back. I moved back home, mm-hmm. back from Maryland. Is it Maryland? Right. Yeah. Washington, DC. Yeah. Maryland. So, and I think we, we had a student services area and we had, we were getting a lot of students and in our career area, we had students coming in needing support with, you know, figuring things out, right? How, how do I make the most of this college experience? Which classes yeah. should I take? Um, what kind of, like, what kind of clubs should I join? I think. And, and, um, I guess we were talking about this idea of having a success coach and that's the Holy spirit. I think because you had just reached back out to me said, Oh, I'm home. Just want you to know I graduated college and I've been studying education and I've been studying this or that, whatever you yeah. said at the time. I'm sorry. I don't remember exactly, but, long but time um, ago. <laughs> yeah. and, and I just remember he, we were saying we really need some help working with students And I guess we were formulating a job description and I thought, I know someone who would be great at this job, someone who's positive, who listens, who hears and sees others for who and what they are and what they're bringing, who's a joyful soul, you know? And I I guess I told my boss about you. I said, I know someone who could do this job. I'd like you to meet him, right? Is that what happened? Uh Uh-huh. Barbara? my wonderful, wonderful supervisor, the vice president, Barbara, and, and you came in and met her and she hired you. Is that how it happened? Pretty much. (laughs) I, I just, I was never really thinking about diversity or inclusion. I was thinking about the fact that you could do the job, but it also was looking back really nice that we could have in our office of advisors a diverse diverse perspectives yeah for students to seek out others who may look like them or who may have a understanding of a perspective that they're experiencing that yeah. someone else who didn't have their lived experience might not relate with yeah and and sometimes if you're you're trying to go for to someone for advice career coaching, academic skills coaching, right? Um, and if if you're feeling that the person cannot relate with your own lived experience, it's it's hard to take their advice or to trust Ooh. them, I would yeah. imagine. Yeah, I, I, I think. So I think we all need to see ourselves in others in various ways in order to build up a relationship based on trust and mutual respect. And once you have that, like say between the advisor and the student, you worked and you worked with and helped many students. I remember that. Quite a few. When they came to you, I'm sure the first thing you did was try to establish some type of rapport, mutual trust and respect. That's what I do. 
you know, and, um, and then only, only after that, can you actually get into the conversations about that person's hopes, dreams, goals, fears, and, and then you do the academic planning around that. Right. But it would be odd to just kind of go straight into the academic planning, right? Because why, yeah. why would they trust what I have to say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any, why would anyone trust what I have to say if I know nothing about them? Legit. Legit. True. Yeah. And it's you, – you judge people on – the content of their character and not the color of their skin. And by bringing somebody that looked like me into that position, you know, some people would think twice and you didn't because of not just, you've seen me grow as a young man, but you have gotten to know me. You've understood me. And, and of course, you know, you trust a Christ in me and my hope and my prayer is that, you know, other people in authoritarian positions, would do that. And um, I didn't tell you, I'm actually going to Kansas City, Missouri in about two weeks to speak at the National Association of Campus Activities for all the colleges and universities in like the nation for diversity and inclusion and social justice and how to be cashiers. So it's, it's a really big deal. Um, Wow. So, yeah, keep keep me in your prayers for that. It's uh, it's interesting because I feel like me, I've kind of lived diversity and inclusion, and understood the educational sphere in America more than most. Um, you know, growing up in uh, a predominantly white area, uh, my parents grew up in the inner city. Um, they wanted to make sure their children had. Uh, better access to education, um, my parents being both, you know, educated, um, the top institutions in the state of Pennsylvania, and, you know, other things like that, and then um, making sure that I had everything that I needed, and then, okay, putting me in community college, and, you know, wonderful area, then having the opportunity to go and play Division One football, uh, play on TV, playing for a whole bunch of people, and the, kind of like the inner city, uh, like, like a, I wouldn't say like super inner city, but kind of just on the fringe of like the suburbs and the inner city uh, being with Morgan State was. And being able to do student teaching in the inner city and doing student teaching in the suburbs and understanding, you know, what it's like at a historically black college and, and university and understanding what it's like, you know, going in front of Congress and, and advocating for funding or advocating for certain things that uh, HBCUs don't have uh, that predominantly white institutions have. And then graduating and coming back uh, to, you know, the area where I grew up, which is still a predominantly white area, but being able to teach in, you know, the middle schools or the high schools for a certain period of time to really figure out what the pulse, you know, of the community is. And then on top of that, being in the entertainment industry, you know, doing TV and film and, and, and writing my own things. And being able to have such a diverse perspective on why the world is the way it is and how we can make it better. And just being able to do all of that, I feel like has really set me in a place today where I'm really ready to 
to line up with people who are ready to not just march for change. We can march too if you really want to, <laughs> but if we can create policy to enact change, not just today, but forever. You have had an amazing experience when you explain it like that. I, you know, I love thinking about your story, your journey. It's been really unique and interesting. You have so much to be grateful about with that beautiful journey. We all do. Every single one of us has a different journey and so much to be grateful about. And that's our purpose. It's to keep following that's what you've been doing. You ever you have these passions, then you're not afraid to follow them. Yeah. Aggressively. <laughs> like very, very respectfully, but aggressively. You know, it's like don't poke the bear. Like, you know, I'm very serious about my God, my family, my loved ones, and being the answer to somebody's prayer. If you ain't about that and, and you don't want to align yourself with me, you know, that's cool. We can, you know, be Facebook friends or Instagram friends or whatever, but, you know, don't expect to get something that you're not lined up for. And just knowing how to use discernment, you know, just knowing who's for you and who's not for you. Not calling anybody any names or anything like that or disrespecting, but just moving gracefully and with integrity and um i don't know that just sums you up as a person <laughs> moving gracefully and with integrity and with character you know like i could call you at some really weird night hour and be like hey um need this i don't know what to do about this i know i graduated already i know i'm not your only student but honestly let's really talk about who's the most important one All right. So, you know, I don't, I don't talk like that, but you know, you are like my forever advisor, not just with academia, but you know, life, you, you've been a great, it's a great person I can line up with. And I love you so much. Um, I wanted to ask you one more question. So with every, everything we talked about, what, do you want your legacy to be? Um, well, friendships, relationships. I think that's what it's all about. Humans. And um, I just want to create lasting friendships between me and others. And between others <laughs> that might not involve me, right? Like, you know, just helping people make connections and, and build relationships to support one another. In fact, I heard a quote this morning, and this might be a way to sum up what I want my legacy to be. I was on a training, two-hour training Zoom session for a project I'm doing with campus ministry with Philadelphia Catholic Colleges. And one of the one of the lines on the PowerPoint said something like this: "We need to break the curse of feeling that we need to be self-sufficient. We are all in the same boat." Ah, uh, 
Yeah. I feel that. <laughs> I loved that. You know, like, what's the point of us, especially in today's world, right? Everyone's so isolated with your phone, you know, and you're like, yeah, relationship with your phone, right? Like, you know, <laughs> like, we're all here together for a reason. We're supposed to be helping each other, interacting with each other in positive ways for good things. And um, we're not supposed to be doing it on our own. Yeah. Right. And that's like, for some people, it could be an ego thing, but it shouldn't be. It should, it should be very embraced. That's bad uh, grammar there. We should really embrace the idea of, of the, you know, using community. That's what church is, right? Church. Like, yeah. Um, people in community working together, praying together, or just working for the good of each other. I guess that's really what I, what I'm all about. Yeah. Feel that ain't nothing wrong with that. And you know, that's, that's what you exude and that is your purpose and your passion. And that's why you're doing what you're doing right now, such a high level and affecting so many different people. Um, even though I don't want to share you, <laughs> I know that it's important to do so. Um, you wow. are my day one student. You will always be my day one student. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> I need you need to make me a shirt or something that says Donald M. Schuler Jr., day one student. <laughs> I might make get a post. Hang it in my wall in my office. Yes, I think that would be appropriate. <laughs> You'll have to come visit and have a cup of coffee with me. We'll admire it. We'll have yeah, a ribbon cutting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just, I just look forward to, you know, what God has for you. Um, you have so much more to do. You have so much life to live. And just carrying out your God-given gifts and, and purpose and destiny as a, a wife, a mom, a friend, sister, advisor, all this type of stuff. And I know God has so much in store for you. And I'm so happy to be a part of that journey. And I look forward to be, uh, look forward to having you with me forever. <laughs> That's You're not getting like, rid of me. We got real like aggressive love to those of you who are listening. If you, you know, you can see that and understand that. <laughs> um, so I definitely want to ask you, what would you say to somebody who's listening or watching that they're struggling with their schooling? They're not sure if they want to go to college. They don't necessarily have the support system. And they just need help. You know, what would you say to them? Break the curse of self-sufficiency. We're all in the same boat. Find yourself an advisor. Walk into the library or the student services center and say to someone, I don't try to do it alone. Just don't be in the classroom with all those questions in your head and then get in your car in the parking lot and drive home. And just 
you know, have those questions unanswered. There's so many people who can help you. So, you know, you might have to ask a few people before you actually get someone who hears you and really sees you and hears you for what you're saying and feeling and don't give up. The person is out there or, you know, you can always hit me up on LinkedIn. (laughs) (laughs) I'll advise you. I don't care what college you go to. You know, uh, that was going to be my next question. So how can people find you? Like, what's the best way if somebody wanted to reach out to you? Um, how they can reach you after, you know, me and you talk because, you know. <laughs> after Donald M. Schuler Jr.'s questions are answered, then I can have time to answer everyone else's. And, uh, you know, I work at Rosemont College, which is an amazing, beautiful place. Uh, and uh, you could always email me there, of course, Christine. Hagedorn at rosemont.edu. And I'm on LinkedIn under Christine Hagedorn. So I loved to meet, like I said that earlier, I love meeting new people and, and talking and, you know, sharing. So if you have questions about higher education, I am more than happy to answer them as long as day one student <laughs> has his questions answered first. <laughs> <laughs> We should really, we're going to really roll with that. I like that. I like yeah, that. Um, all right. I definitely feel the need to pray. So let's pray. That's Father God, in the name of Jesus and the precious Holy Spirit, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you for your grace and mercy and peace. Father, I thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, the risen King, the King of Kings, to die on the cross for our sins, past, present, and future. I thank you, Jesus, for being willing to do that, uh, to die for the ugliness of, of us. No one's perfect except for you. You took it all on you, and we honor you, and we thank you for your sacrifice. I thank you also for sending the Holy Spirit to be the peace and the power in everything that we are and everything that we're doing, everything that we will do. Thank you for just being the the cold, chilly wind or, or, or the, the goosebumps that we get when we know we're speaking of your word and your power. Thank you for just making yourself known. You're welcome in this place. You're welcome in our homes. You're welcome in our lives and our, our education and our skills and our purpose. We thank you. Um, right now, I'm just praying an extra special blessing and, and, and thank you over uh, my mentor, advisor, uh, auntie, friend, sister in Christ, (laughs) Dr. Christine Hagedor, who is such a bright light for you, Father. I'm just so overjoyed that I had this time to, to talk to someone who poured into me, and now I can take the time to pour into her uh, privately and publicly. You know, it's so important to honor those who have most importantly honored you, but who've honored others. Um, She's such an important person to me and and, and to all um, who know and love her. I pray that you bless her and keep her and her family, um, her loved ones, mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. I just pray for a supernatural hedge of protection to be around her, that no weapon formed against her shall prosper, understanding that greater 
is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Um, we just bind any strongman spirit of, of witchcraft or warlocks or principalities or rulers of darkness and wickedness in high places and heavenly places. You cannot have Dr. Hegedorn's purpose, destiny, friends, family, life. We rebuke any sickness. We rebuke anything that is not of you, Father. And we bind it and we cast it into the pit of hell and we loose health, wealth, peace, and prosperity. I pray that this year, as we're just in the beginning of this year, will be the best year of her life. Let uh, just opportunities come where she can shine bright and, and even do some writing. Whatever you're, you've been talking to her about, writing things and the things that she's been going back and forth with, trying to figure out if she can do it with balancing all the things that she's doing. I pray that you make the time that she can really go into her deeper into her purpose and her passion so she can not only save the world, but she can have fun and joy in the things that she had fun and joy with as a little girl, as going into her associates program, as hitting the streets and, and, and traveling. And I pray that you make a way for her, Father, to really step into this next era of her life. There's so many things going on in the world today, a lot of negative, but I thank you so much that my, my auntie <laughs> is a light in the midst of darkness and that she's a light to others. So I thank you so much for her life and everything that she's doing and everything that she will do. I just thank you for her children. I thank you for her husband. I thank you for this wonderful family that has adopted me and I've adopted her. And, you know, she's willing to adopt anybody and everybody who wants to hold upstanding principles and morals and realize that they're a child of the king. And I pray that as she gets to minister in her school, that she would continue to shine bright to let people know that she is a child of the king. When people ask her, why are you like this? She has that opportunity to witness. Um, and, and just to those who are listening, who are trying to figure out, man, like these people have really been talking for like an hour and they're so hype and they love each other so much. And there's so many things going on in the world today where, you know, it looks like black people shouldn't like white people or white people shouldn't like black people or you know, brown people shouldn't like red people or all this type of stuff. You know, we're for reconciliation. We're for building bridges because ultimately there are only two human races, one race that knows God and one race that doesn't. So if you're looking to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, it's, it's pretty easy and it's not spooky. All you have to do is just say, Jesus, come into my heart. I believe that you died on the cross and you rose on the third day with all power in your hands. You died on the cross for my sins, past, present, and future. Take me, transform me, and mold me into the answer that you've put me into the earth for. Come into my heart, Jesus. I'm yours. And if you said that prayer, welcome to the kingdom of the living God. And just to take it a step further, <laughs> this is something that people get a little nervous about, Father. But I just pray that you give peace. It's your heavenly language. 
speaking in tongues, and that's something that is a direct connection to you, the Holy Spirit. You know, you heard us speak about the Holy Spirit a lot, and the Holy Spirit is just having joy, peace, happiness, and and understanding that once you get to a point where you don't know what to say, you don't know what to pray for, there are these words that, you know, you start to utter, and and it may sound like a different language, and it may sound weird, but that means you've reached a certain level of understanding, and and your spirit man is is connecting to your creator, and it you start out by just worshiping God, just like uh, Miss Hagedorn said, just thank you, Lord, for the coffee for today. Thank you, Lord, for hot running water. Thank you, Lord, for waking me up. Thank you, Lord, for starting me on my way. And then all of a sudden, you say things like, and, and you just keep on just saying things and, and just uttering these words, and it may feel weird, but it's you literally transcending reality and connecting with the person who you are made in their image. And that is God, that is Yahweh. So if you try that, your first attempt to speak in the tongues, and it, it may sound weird or, or, or feel weird, don't worry, because it does at first. But as you continue to go deeper in your relationship with Jesus Christ, your weird will be normal. And your normal will be so bright that people can't help but be next to you. I ask all these things, Father, in your Son, Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. I feel like the luckiest person in the world. And my husband and children appreciate your blessings. Thank you very much. If, you know, if we don't get off here now, we'll be on here forever. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Well, we'll we'll be friends forever. So (laughs) we'll talk some other day soon. This was a nice conversation. Thank you for inviting me to your Royalty Connection podcast. It was an honor to be a member here a guest here yes always and forever i love you i love you i love you and love to your family and um thank you all so much for listening and watching this has been uh, dr christine hagedorn world changer cashier and uh we're in this thing together so thank you all for watching please make sure you subscribe and like and all that good stuff and tell somebody that you found something that is worth watching. Until next time, I'm your host, Donald M. Shuler Jr., your favorite young king. God bless y'all.